All right. I've been wanting for a little while to do a podcast topic on truth seeking. And it's probably one of the hardest topics to articulate. And we spend the most amount of time trying to accomplish it. So, you know, we're, we're surrounded by information through social media and news sources and television and radio and whatever else we consume for our information. And the problem is that we, we have these weird associations now between facts, truth, uh, and to disseminate what conclusions can be drawn. And, and I think my biggest problem is that we, we give over, we give too much credit for over specialization. So I, I think that most people have the ability to be objective and they think that for the most part they're, they are objective. But the problem is that we're not all good at the same things. So where I might be good at being personally knowing when I've created a bias, I might not be able to consume or be able to pick out when biases are being presented to me. And so like even in the world of science where, you know, having someone that collects data, does experiments, and then also has opinions on policy, probably not all in one human being, right? You want somebody who's really good at collecting pure data to be in charge of collecting the data. That's super important. You don't want them to be an advocate for the data that they collect because there's going to be biases that they can't help that they put in their findings. And then if you can get pure data, then you can have people do experimentation to try to poke holes in the authenticity or the reliability or trying to get more than one person to uh, to do it. So if you have two people that come to the same conclusion, it's more valuable than having one person. But then the policy people, what you do, like the third leg of this is always the one that I question because you have me when we're going through just factual things. But then it's the extrapolation or what you want to do with those things where you usually, you, you usually use me because then it sheds light on the data that happened. Now I, gotta, I have to consider whether or not you're, you, uh, you, you move data around to support what you wanted the end result to be or that's just like, you know, where things led. And that's part of the pursuit of truth is knowing what that is. So, for instance, I we listened to a couple who uh, really believed that uh, the, you know, the vegan diet was better than, you know, the carnivore diet or any other, any other diet. So what you'd expect is that all of the data points would point that the vegan diet is amazing and everything else sucks. But if in the beginning of the presentation, the vegan people presented data that were contrary to what they wanted to see, they can draw me in and I can trust them a little bit more because they weren't afraid to be able to present data that was contrary. So it's almost like if you have the ability to argue against yourself, doing it early enough in the argument so that you can buy person like me in that you were that was your sense of objectivity where you wanted to show that this was not about um, I did a hundred experiments and a hundred came back that I'm right so here's that holds no value for me right but if you're like um, I want to advocate but I'm not gonna even let you know what I'm advocating for here's just the data and then the data I can't figure out what you're advocating for, I'm more likely to be able to trust you. So that's what I'm going to do in this segment is I'm, you know, every day I go through the news and I look for things that, you know, uh, is being is being presented to me in a certain way. And I believe that it's true how it's being presented. But I also have to go through the what ifs, like how 
you know, am I good enough at not being just spoon fed the information and coming to my own conclusions? Am I being too easy? You know, am I am it too easy to be persuaded to a certain, uh, you know, to a certain end? So I don't want to get too comfortable in, in trusting sources. I want to always be uh, able to uh, be objective. And, and honestly, if you look at the information that you personally gather versus that that you consume and just accept as your own, it's pretty huge, right? Probably 10% are things that you know and everything else is that you think, right? And knowing the difference between the two. Knowing is that you know, right? You, you put it through a set of tests that you exceeded what your standards of truth are. That if it passes you trying to make it be wrong 10 times, then it equals truth, right? That's your standard. You're hardcore when it comes to knowing stuff. Like, did you pack your parachute? You can say, uh, I think so, right? Versus I know so. And you, you understand how certain you have to be when it's life or death, like packing a parachute. But what about the rest of this stuff? Did you turn the lights off before we left? Did you unplug the iron before we left? Like all of these have levels of certainty that if you're wrong, have a level of consequence. And so you know what it is to know. But going and buying information that are being distributed by other people, how much would you stake on the say of other people, even if it's scientific say, even if it's data say, even if it's, you know, uh, columns of, you know, columns and rows of collected data over long periods of time, right? How, how sure are you to stake the, your future on something that someone else did? Well, you'd have to trust those people. You'd have to trust the standards that they follow being equal or better than yours. So I think a lot of the pursuit of truth is not necessarily what people say, because I can have statistics and data collection that say pretty much anything, right? But it's how likely you are to trust the person that originated that data from if they use a set of standards that you agree with. And so that during this segment, I wanted to explain, uh, you know, where it's hard to really put a show together that isn't, you know, mocked as a truth show, uh, but more like a pursuit of truth, teaching people or showing people or coming up with new ideas about how to consume and shop for ideas, not that came from a fact checker, not that came from a scientist, not that came from any authority. It's how you bless the authority, how you choose what authorities have any weight or gravity for you making decisions. And that's like practical. I want to pull the lever. I want to take action based on the information that I gather. So if, if, you know, if your banker says that the interest rate is so many percent and then you go and get the loan and it's that percent, then you trust the authority to find data and they came through by it being the same. If you were to go get a car and get a loan and they brought you in, into the place with 2.99%, and when you go to do the car, you notice that it's 5%, right? Now the authority is untrusted. You can't trust that authority to be able to present you with data because you went and acted on it. And now it's 5% instead of 2% or 3%. So anyway, that's the premise of the show is, is uh, I'm going to explore. I'm not an authority on this, right? I do my Saturday early morning due diligence to see who is trustworthy today and it is not a thing that is granted for a lifetime. I'm constantly weighing 
the information sources. And in fact, even I gather data from information sources that cannot be trusted, knowing that the weight of their information has to go through a little filter than known like what if what they're telling me right now is BS and I have to act accordingly based on it. So uh, I'm going to maneuver through the next time I do uh, this, you know, the, uh, the information collecting, I am going to think really hard about what I just did and I'm going to share those experiences. So for instance, in the morning, I'm reading the news and I'm looking at, you know, uh, sometimes I'm looking at economic affairs where I'm looking to see what's going on in the business world. I open companies and I help uh, businesses expand and grow. So I got to know what to tell people, what, what to, uh, you know, you know, what influences I can have and what good suggestions I can make to these entrepreneurs about making good, sound, solid decisions. So if we have something in the labor market or interest rates or the economy is expanding or the economy is contrasting or everybody's afraid, all of that enters into whether or not you should open a new uh, restaurant uh, tomorrow thinking that, you're going to have patrons and you're going to be able to hire employees and you're going to be able to get the capital that you need to open the restaurant. I have to know that stuff. And so if we're in a, cli a climate where we're, we're really uh, negative because we hate the administration or we hate what, you know, we hate the, the politicians that are, uh, you know, drafted, if, if we're over cynical, then you're going to get a, a you know, information that's going to feel like the economy is way worse than it really is. So how do you know how the economy really is? Or if we're, we like the administration and we like the president and we like the executives that are in charge of the policy and they're going to be extra complimentary to how things are. And I don't want to pull the strings and tell a new business to open up when what we were, what we were going after was not truth, right? Because truth has a practical exercise from it, a practical verb on the other side of it. What we were doing was presenting a list of facts that were complementary to advocating or a certain bias about something. So you might have shared truths, a bunch of facts going, going down, like here is the statistical growth from last year or a decade's worth of or an increase of. And it makes you feel good because we're, we're trying to compliment the people who are in charge. But that doesn't help me whether or not I should open a restaurant because the facts to me aren't as important as the truth to my situation. So I've got to be more, you know, I've got to be more intelligent by taking data points and not making decisions based on data points. I have to use my own standards in order to make those, uh, you know, those differentiations between how the people who are presenting the information want me to feel Right. And, you know, in a perfect world, everything would be objective. It'd be stale. It would be bland. It would just be data. And you know what would happen? Nobody would freaking read it. Have you ever read a scientific study, like study paper, you know, actual papers, the, the, the you know, you do a study and you publish it, uh, what it looks like. It is the hardest thing in the world to read. Now, all of them are the same. They follow the same template. They present the data the same way. They have nice figures and they have synopsises and, uh, and, and summaries of the entire uh, experiment. They go to great lengths to do explanation so the persons following them will be able to follow the data and follow the experiment. But if you're ever just a regular person and you tried to read one of these things, it is the hardest thing to digest and follow because you don't know how you should feel about it. You don't trust your own authority 
to be able to know whether or not this is good, this is bad, this is up, this is down. You're looking for a commentator to come in and tell you how you should feel about it. And that should tell you something about the, na- the, the nature of how things are right now is we are waiting for people we trust that are smarter than us to tell us how we should feel about something. Have you ever have you ever heard about an event from one commentator and then heard the same event being described by a different commentator and you kind of find yourself feeling differently about the event? And it's a, it should concern you a bit that you were swayed by the presentation rather than the data. Because if presented correctly and you just had the facts, you could be able to tell how you felt about it. And we do a lot of outsourcing to the personalities that are in media, personalities that are on podcasts, uh, personalities and that are on, you know, on social uh, to do our thinking and a heavy lifting for us. And that's okay. That works fine so long that those people are noble and they want you to form your own conclusions. Now, on my side, I love giving people options. I love giving people the options to say yes, and I love giving people the options to say no. If I could break up with you, and then you decide to go on another date with me, not that we never broke up. I feel a little bit more valuable about the relationship because you had a choice to, once you said goodbye to me, that be it. But I said goodbye to you, which lets you off the hook. And then you put yourself right back on the hook. I trust that relationship because it's been tested by a breakup, right? And so if I know that you and everybody else who are trying to tell the stories are going through this game of telephone that are just regurgitating that information from sources that they heard, how do I know that the sources did not omit pertinent good data because they didn't like what conclusion you might be able to draw from it? There was no breakup. There was no breakup of information. So if you're presenting me a vegan argument about how vegan uh, diets are the best and you start off with the protein from meat eating is superior than what you get in vegans. Now you have my attention. You just broke up with me and told me that protein from animal consumption is better than vegans. Now I do want to hear what the rest you have to say because you're, I'm now open that you're going to contradict your, uh, your true leanings. And if you can, you know, there's a couple of different profiles. There's the completely biased people who have no shame in their bias approach to the data that present. You have the uh, the, the biased people, but can stay objective in spite of it. And then you have the objective people who keep completely science, completely uh, their bias. You can never tell where they are. And preference-wise, that's one of the first categories I make when I'm looking through information to find out the data that I'm listing. I want to know what your biases are so I know how to categorize you. You're going to say things like, hey, I am a Republican or I am a Democrat or I'm an atheist or I'm – when once you plant that, uh, that flag in the ground, and it will lend bigger credibility to contradicting facts – then you just basically giving me everything I knew about the flag that you planted. So if you just plant the flag and tell me everything that, you know, Democrats believe and you don't, you know, you don't deviate from that. I find it really difficult to believe that Democrats believe everything that Democrats believe in. I do. Individuals, um, you know, the ones that I respect, at least, um, take some things they agree Know that there's overlap, but then you've also got some personal beliefs about things that you've been through or whatever. Um, so if you're just a tried and true pol- politician, political 
whatever, you're, you're, you're stumping for something, then I'm probably not going to listen much to how, what you have to say. But there's this middle group that they don't have, they, they, they have some things in their head maybe that they think they know, but they really don't. But that group I've, I, I want the information from. But the science people, that's it right there. I will advocate for the end on my own. You just feed me data. I know it's going to be boring. When I get too bored with just getting the data, I'm going to go to that middle ground and start hearing stories and how it applies to people's lives and why they factor and feel a certain way. And even if they know a truth, in quotes, know a truth. Um, I can dig through that knowing and find out if they really know. Um, but that's when I want to dabble and play in being active in the pursuit of truth rather than going to my scientific papers and knowing that everything I'm consuming is scientific because it's not telling me how I should feel about it. Anyway, so that's a first good introduction to uh, this new segment. And I'm going to take some actual news things because I'm not really wondering anything today. I was Today I was mostly wondering how the heck I was going to set this up and make it listenable because the pursuit of truth is very cliched. Like when, what, when you see truth at this point, it's not really what they mean. It means that it's just a different set of facts that are contrary to the ones that you see out there. That is not my de definition of truth. I have a high standard for what equals truth, regardless if I want it to be true or not. My feelings don't enter in on it. But anyway, I think I got a good, uh, you know, premise going. I think I got a good, uh, a good function to it. And if you can hang tight hearing things that you don't necessarily, uh, you're going to hear some stuff you don't want to hear because it's not meant to uh, adopt or be adopted in to a, an ideology. This is meant to pursue how many different ways we can try to make things that we know uh, unknown. I want to strip some confidence away in what you think you know, uh, along with me. It, because honestly, if we break up with these truths and then we come back together with these truths, it may, it's going to be more valuable if we do that. So I want you to want, systematically, one at a time, all the things you think you know, let's put them on the chopping block and find out how confident we really are in knowing those things. So uh, we'll we'll uh, at least do one of these per week. So I hope you'll join me. This is the Joe Danier podcast.